This is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Sav, Priestly Imposters. Parashat Sav teaches that one of the core responsibilities of the Kohanim was to remove the ashes of the Ola sacrifice from the altar every morning, to Rumat Hadeshen. Although it was dirty work to clear away the sacrificial remains, it was also holy work, which the Kohen performed while wearing priestly clothes. The uniform that the Kohen wears teaches us a tremendous amount about how challenging it can be to take on roles of power and responsibility. We often feel like imposters, unsuited to represent what we are being asked to represent or serve in the way that we need to serve. Seeing how the Kohanim were able to dress for and succeed in their roles of leadership can teach us how to overcome our sense that we just aren't good enough and become the people we can and need to be. The garments which the Torah mentions explicitly are to be worn for this job are the pants, the michnasayim, which are the basic undergarment of the Kohen, and the ketonet, the long tunic that the Kohen would wear, which covered his entire body. Vilavash ha-Kohen midovad, u'michnasei vad yilvash al besoro. Veheirim et ha-deshen asher tochal ha-eish et ha-ola al ha-mezbeach, v'samo et al ha-mezbeach. Ufashat et begadav velavash begadim achirim. Vahotziat hadeshen amichutza machane el makom tahor. And the priest will wear his linen cloak and he shall wear linen pants upon his body. He will remove the ashes from what the fire ate of the burnt offering on the altar and place it next to the altar. He would remove his garments and wear other garments and then remove the ashes to a pure place located outside the camp. The connection between the priest and his uniform is very pronounced in these verses. The clothing that he wears is described in the possessive as his cloak and his garments. And the article of clothing understood to be the tunic is not referred to by the standard term ketona, but rather as mido bad, his linen cloak. This is so, as the Midrash Sifra explains, because the language of mido actually denotes a critical feature of the ketona that it must fit the body of the priest precisely. Velavash hakohen midobad. Mido kimidato. And the priest will wear his linen cloak, his cloak, mido, like his measurements, kimidato. According to the Sifra, the priestly tunic is the exact size of the priest, designed for him individually. This can be understood in terms of the practical implications. If the garment were too small, the priest might expose his skin in ascending the altar, which is considered to be disrespectful. If the garment is too large, then it could get dirty or make the priest look sloppy in his duties. However, both of these concerns would seem to apply even more to the michnasayim, the undergarments that the priest wears. Yet the term mido applies only to his outer cloak. The fact that it is specifically the outer garment of the kohen that needs to be sewn to size points to the possibility that the fit of the garment is significant beyond its practical benefits. It is about how the Kohen appears to himself and to others. As we see in Masachat Zvachim, the clothing of the Kohen is intrinsically bound up not only with his priestly duties, but also with his priestly identity. Amar Rabbi Abuha, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Umatuba Bishmei Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon, De Amar Kara. Vechagarta otam avnet, aron uvanav, vechavashta lahem migbaot, vehaita lahem kuna lechukat olam.
בזמן שבגדיהם עליהם כהונתם עליהם. אין בגדיהם עליהם, אין כהונתן עליהם. רבי אבוהה said in the name of רבי יוחנן, and it has also come in the name of רבי לזר ורבי שמו. That which the verse says, and you shall gird Aharon and his sons with a belt, and you shall dress their heads with turbans, and the priesthood shall be for them an everlasting law. At the time that their clothes are upon them, their priesthood is upon them. When their clothes are not upon them, their priesthood is not upon them. Although the function of Rabbi Abuha's statement is to teach that the Kohen must wear the appropriate clothes in order to perform the sacrificial service, His statement can also be read more literally. Rabbi Abuha teaches that the moment when the Kohen puts on his garments is significant and transitional. Though the status of priesthood is passed down genealogically from Kohen to Kohen, there is still a significant act of investiture that happens when the Kohen steps into his uniform. The Kohen is in fact not truly and fully a Kohen before he puts on these clothes. The act of dressing the part allows the Kohen to play the role that he is called to play and uniquely equipped to perform. At first, the Kohen might feel like an imposter, acting like an angelic worker in the precincts of the holy, when in fact he is just a human being. But wearing the special priestly clothes, donning this uniform allows him to transcend this feeling. When he dresses like a Kohen, it enables him to fully become a Kohen, to perform the divine service. And through the process of serving, of doing the Avodah, the clothing becomes truly his. In the verses from our parasha cited above, first the clothing is described in terms of its size, the size of the Kohen who wears it, Mido, and its material, linen. After the Kohen actually serves in the clothing, it is referred to simply as his clothing. Through his inhabiting of the clothes and the role they represent, the garments now reflect and truly belong to him. Of course, a person can only become a Kohen if he already contains the genetic potential. But potential is not enough. Sometimes we need to act out who we want to be in order to become the people we are destined to become. It is not only Kohanim who might suffer from imposter syndrome, a feeling of being unworthy of their task, and who need to encourage themselves to actualize their potential. Our most famous leader, Moshe Rabbeinu himself, was notoriously afraid to step into his role as the redeemer of B'nai Israel from Egypt. However, God reassures Moshe that though he himself does not think he is capable, God knows that he will succeed. Vayomer Moshe el Elohim, mi anochi keilech al paro, Moshe said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring B'nai Yisrael out of Egypt? God said, For I will be with you, and this will be your sign that I have sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. God's promise to Moshe that he will be with him feels reassuring and hopeful. However, the sign that God gives to Moshe is quite strange. Moshe's sign that he was the right messenger will come only after he emancipates the people. Once they have already left Egypt, they will accompany Moshe to the place where he was appointed and serve God there. God's sign to Moshe that he will be successful comes only after he has been successful. 
God teaches Moshe that through obeying his calling, he will achieve his goal. But Moshe won't know who he is to become until after he says yes. He is only worthy to be the leader of the people after he steps up and begins leading them. A similar dynamic confronts Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah when he was appointed to be the head of the academy after the deposition of Rabban Gamliel, who was the head before him. Ella nokme le Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, tu chacham bhu ashir, bhu asiri le Ezra. Atu va'amrule, nichale lamar de lehavi reish metivta, amar lehu, izel ve'imlich be'inche beiti, azal ve'imlich bedevetu. Amrale, Dilma Mavrinlach, Amarla, Lishtamesh Inish, Yomachada Bechasa Demokra, Ulabachar Litbar, Amrale, Late Lachivarta, Hahu Yoma, Bartimne Sare Shanehava, Itrachish Le Nisa, Vahadru Le Timne Sare Dare Chivarta. The sages said, Let us appoint Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria, for he is wise and wealthy, and he is a tenth generation descendant from the scribe Ezra. They came and said to him, Does it please the master to be the head of the academy? He said to them, I will go and consult with my household. He went and consulted with his wife. She said to him, Maybe they will depose you. He said to her, Let a person use a fine glass for one day, though it breaks the next. She said to him, But you don't have white hair. On that day, he was 18 years old. A miracle occurred and 18 rows of white hair appeared on his head. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah is not ready to be the head of the academy. He is young and inexperienced, and the academy itself is in turmoil. His wife cautions him against stepping into this role, which may prove to be inappropriate for him. But Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah is not deterred. He decides that he would rather try and fail than decline the offer of leadership. In this story, by miraculously whitening his hair, God provides Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah with the uniform for him to put on and grow into. This happens once Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah makes it clear that he is ready to act like a leader. Then God helps him pave the path to be the leader, in fact. Despite his wife's reasonable concerns, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah becomes the head of the academy and remains in that position. At the end of the parasha, the theme of being willing to take on and succeed in the demanding role of the priesthood returns. When the text testifies, Vayaas Aharon uvanav et kol hadvarim asher tzivadonai biyad Moshe. Aaron and his sons did all of the things that God commanded through Moshe. Rashi explains that this verse comes to praise the Kohanim for not deviating at all from the instructions they were given. Vayaas Aharon uvanav. Lahagid shivchan? Shalohitu yamin usmo, to praise them that they did not distort, incline, to the right or the left. The Khatam Sofer asks why the verse and Rashi's explanation of it are necessary. Is it conceivable that Aaron and his children would disobey God's command? In his answer, he reads Rashi's language carefully, noting that the way he describes fidelity to the command is not turning to the right or left. Darkam shal harbe anashim, imichabdim otam be'eza kibud shal mitzvah, mar'im simanei hisus, kivyachol mitoch anava, umatim bechatvehem al yamin usmo. Aval aharon uvanav, mishehit kabdu me'et Hashem ba'asiyat ha-mitzvah, 
מיד ויעש אהרון את כל הדברים אשר ציווה השם. It is the way of many people, if they are to be awarded the honor of performing a mitzvah, that they demonstrate signs of hesitation, as if out of modesty, and they turn right and left with their shoulders. But when Aharon and his sons were honored by God with the performance of a mitzvah, immediately Aharon and his sons did all the things that God commanded. The Chatam Sofer explains that what Rashi is pointing to is not fidelity, of the Kohanim in executing the demands, but rather their bravery and alacrity in accepting their task. According to the Chatam Sofer, the significant achievement, the moment we all need to pay attention to, is not the point of successful completion of the task, but the point at which a person agrees to start it. Your priesthood begins when you agree to try And the more willing and confident you allow yourself to be, the more successful you are likely to become. Although we may not all have priestly lineage, we are a kingdom of priests, often called to become greater than we already are. The priests in our parasha should inspire us to overcome our sense of being an imposter, our concern that people will see us as incompetent or unworthy, and instead embrace a fake-it-till-you-make-it approach. At first, the clothes will feel ill-fitting, and we will feel inferior to the task. Eventually, the clothes will become us, and we will fully inhabit our more accomplished selves. When faced with an ask or a task, do not worry about whether you are already able to do it, but whether or not you could become able. Then take it on and watch yourself grow in ability and change in identity. Wishing you a Shabbat of realized potential. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.